I want everybody to do this with me. You ready? Breathe in. Take a big deep breath. Hold. Breathe out. Let's do it one more time. Breathe in. Big deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. You know why we can do that? The holidays are behind us. <laughs> December's over. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I know, don't get me wrong, I love the holidays. I'm not a complete Scrooge. I'm not a complete uh, bah humbug type of person. But, uh, but holy cow, is December busy, isn't it? It was, it was a whirlwind for us. And uh, let me ask you this. How many of you spent too much on Christmas this year? Anybody? You spent probably a little bit more than you had planned on. You, you might have even had a budget for it, and then all of a sudden that perfect gift showed up, and you just had to get it. And Wow, man. I wonder after Christmas, and uh, now that some of those bills might be coming in, I wonder how many of us feel financially stressed. And man... I think, we're, I think we're feeling that at the beginning of this year. How many of you would say, raise your hand if you have been stressed out in the last month? Just be honest. You've been stressed out in the last month. Okay. How many of you have been stressed out in this past week? Okay. Still probably almost half of you. How many of you were stressed out this morning? Right? Yeah. I think every parent of a kid in kid zone should probably have their hands raised, right? How many people here would love to have more time to relax? I'm sure, yeah, I think all of us do. Uh, we want more time to relax. We want more time with ourselves. We'd love to have more time with our family to do the important things in life. I bet you all of us are living a life that is more hectic than we desire it to be. The Etoc family, our family, used to have dinner with each other almost every night. At least five nights a week, we would sit around the table and we'd do something that seems a little strange. We'd actually talk to one another. And we'd actually have a conversation. Now, we're just so busy, we're fortunate to have maybe two meals together where all five of us are present. And our family, just like your family, is so busy Carol has praise team practices for work, and then she, uh, she works hard, and she has to bring your computer home with her, and she gets, has to get stuff done for work in her downtime. And I have multiple meetings during the week and the evenings, and Ian is wrestling, and he was in football this fall, and Isaiah is working now, and all these different sorts of shifts, day shift and then night shift, and he'd like to sleep sometime. So we're, we're just... So, so busy. And so our family seems like we, we catch each other coming and going. Maybe for just a few minutes every day. I can't tell you, this is a sad indictment on me, but I can't tell you the last time that I sat down and had a conversation with one of my sons. That's, that's terrible. I, I can't remember. We used to go out and have a Coke together and, and sit down. That was before both of them had driver's license. And uh, there just isn't time now. And I bet you my description of my family isn't a whole lot different than yours. We live life up to the limit, don't we? We live life way up here. We're on 24-7 
And I bet you, even after, after Christmas, after December, after a time where we're supposed to come and, and celebrate the birth of our Savior, that we are feeling a little ragged. They were feeling a little worn out. We're ready for a break. And so we're starting off 2023 with a sermon series called Margin, where we are actually going to make time for the most important things in our life. See, this series has been preached by a whole lot of different preachers besides, besides me. I, I've heard it many, many, many times, but this is the first time that I've ever done it my, myself. The first time I heard a series like this was by a pastor that I follow a lot. His name is Andy Stanley. Maybe you know him. And he did a series called Take It to the Limit. That's what we do. We live life at maximum limit. And he described margin like this. Go ahead and write this down in your notes. Margin is the amount available beyond what is necessary. Margin is the amount available beyond what is necessary. Margin is this. If you have to be at a meeting in 30 minutes and it's a 20-minute drive to get there, that means you have a 10-minute margin, right? If you have $500 in your bank account and the bills this month add up to 450 that means you have a $50 margin, right? It's what's available after what you use what is necessary. Margin is the difference between what you and I have and what you and I need. But here for margin to work, what we have is always supposed to be more than what we need. That is margin. Margin is showing up to that appointment that you have 10 minutes early, 10 minutes to spare so we're not stressed out of, of getting there on time. Margin is having more money left in your bank account at the end of the month than what you spent that month. Margin is not being tempted to eat that bag of potato chips at night because that bag of potato chips is still at the grocery store. And there's a whole big margin between you and that bag of chips, right? Margin in your life might be saving three, maybe four nights a week so that nothing is planned. Nothing is planned. So you aren't always on the go. You're not always doing something. Margin would be having extra time and extra money left over so that you could bless someone else. But margin is, is something that we don't have a whole lot in our life, right? Creating margin in our lives is counter to what our culture tells us to do. So we're going to go through this story in the New Testament. It's found in the book of Luke. If you want to go ahead and turn to Luke chapter 10. And this story illustrates a concept of margin. We're going to start at verse 38. And this story is a familiar story about these two sisters. One made the decision to create margin and she was blessed by it. And the other one is probably a lot more like us. And she decided there wasn't any time that day for margin because there was so much to do. And here's how Luke tells the story, chapter 10, verse 38. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha 
was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. So what's happening this day is Jesus is doing a drop-in. You know what that is? Just the drop-in visit, the visit where you're not really sure, you don't know that somebody is coming to your house and all of a sudden the doorbell rings and there's somebody there to visit you, right? That is, uh, that is the drop-in. Who here is freaked out by the unannounced drop-in? All right, be honest. You're freaked out, right? I saw one of my friends over here raise their hands, right? So uh, it reminds me, I'm glad they did that because it reminds me of my friends Brock and Pastor Callie. So they are so much fun, but they are so opposite of one another. Brock loves the drop-in. He loves it when somebody comes to his house and just drops in. Pastor Callie freaks out. And Brock will, will have you, hey, it's so good that you're here. I'm so glad that you're here to sit down. And you get to sit in the recliner and start talking. And Callie goes and scrubs the toilet. <laughs> That's what happens at their house. They both love you, but they're showing it in a different way, right? Callie loves it when people come to visit, but please give her a 10-minute margin before you show up. Amen. <laughs> See, both Mary and, and Martha responded to the drop-in visit of Jesus that day, but they responded in two very different ways, opposite ways. One created a moment so that she could sit and listen to Jesus, and the other one was frantically cleaning the house. Martha could have left the laundry undone. She could have left the dishes in the sink dirty. The toilet could be left unscrubbed but she didn't and so both Mary and Martha had the same opportunity to create margin but only one of them did that day Carol and I are the opposite as well when we go on vacation Carol is Mary man Carol when we go on vacation she gets into shut down mode she is perfectly content just sitting down, doing nothing to unwind. Carol is the type of person that can sit on the beach, sit by the pool, and do absolutely nothing. How many are Carols around here? I, on the other hand, am completely the opposite. I want to experience everything on that vacation. And if I had my choice, we would plan an activity every single day. I figure if we're going to visit someplace new, then I want to experience as much of it as humanly possible. I have to experience it. I don't want to miss out on something. And so I am go, 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 go. And Carol is no, 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 no. <laughs> so a couple of weeks ago, we took a little family vacation to Branson. And you know what Carol and I both did? We packed our work computers with us and brought them on vacation. We were there to, uh, to relax. We went there to unwind, but we went there to get away from work, but we brought that work with us on vacation. Now, I'm glad to say that we didn't get work out and actually work on work, but we were prepared to. I think we did that because our society is so 
concerned and obsessed with all the things that we consider urgent that we miss the most important things in life. So here's our, we're going to continue with this story of uh, the second half, verse 40. Follow along with me here. She, Martha, the one that's frantically doing all the housework while her sister is seemingly doing nothing, she came to him, Jesus, she came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. So Martha was convinced that she was doing the right thing and that Mary was wrong. Mary, get up. Mary, get over here. You're always making me do all the work. There you are, just sitting down when there are things to do. Would you get up, lazy? Can you hear the conversation? Let's be honest here for a second. Who here is a Martha? Oh, I know there's more hands than that. I know there's more hands than that. See, the 21st century, we're all Marthas. All of us are. We have bought into the idea that our busyness means that we're blessed. Folks, busyness does not equal blessed. Never has. Taking a Sabbath, taking a rest is being blessed. We fill up our time so that we have no downtime. And being busy is becoming the pattern of our world. But remember the Apostle Paul, in the book of Romans, in chapter 12, verse 2, he, he says, Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. This verse is in your notes there. So what else are we supposed to do, Paul? He says we're supposed to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Why? Because then we will be able to test and approve what the will of God is, his good, his pleasing, and his perfect will. Paul, how do we do that? It's simple. Don't do as the world does. <laughs> do as Mary did. Let some of the things go so that we can sit at the feet of our Savior, sit at the feet of Jesus. And meanwhile, this day, her, her sister is ironing and she's scrubbing everything down and she's cooking and eventually she gets so fed up, she says, make her help me. Make her help me. This is what we're supposed to be doing. What I'm doing is living the right way. And in verse 41, Jesus says, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about so many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. One of the sisters created margin. The other did not. One sat listening to Jesus, while the other one freaked out. And so write this down. When your margin decreases, your stress increases. When margin decreases, stress increases. And so here we see Mary and Martha live it out. And we, we know this is true. When you have no margin and you're running late, what does it cause you? Stress, right? 
Some of you got late here this morning. You got up too late. The kids were a pain, and, and somebody was running around the house without any pants on this morning, and, and you told your husband, stop it, knock it off. we got to get to church. <laughs> but what happens when we're stressed? I bet you there were parents here this morning that raised your voice at your kids. Why? You didn't have enough margin. You had no time buffer. You used it all up. Or maybe financially the car broke down and you think, well, great. Now I got this broken car and I have to figure out how to pay to get it fixed. And you get stressed out. Why? Because there's not enough left in the bank account. You haven't created enough financial margin. There's nothing left over. You're spending too much. You're living beyond your means. And this isn't just about time and money. A lack of margin creates stress in our relationships. So write this down, number two. As margin decreases, social connections decrease. For those that are busy all the time, you see this, you're experiencing this right now. I know you do because I'm living it. I've lived it, I know. I'm preaching the choir today. See, the busier you get, the, the less your mind shuts down. You, you're always on mental overdrive. You, you get home and you may physically be at home, but your mind is still back at work. And what happens is we disengage with our family. And what happens is we find ourselves without having time for our friends and we find ourselves withdrawing. And you know how I can prove this to you today? I'll prove it to you. If you go out to lunch after church today or sometime this week, look at the people in the restaurant with you. Forget that. Look at your table. Look at the people that came with you and count how many of them are on their phone, completely disengaged with the people that are sitting across the table with them. Carol and I went out to eat last night, put my phone down on the table, and I kept looking, I'm like, there's my phone, there's my phone, there's my phone. It, what are we doing? We're so engaged with something else that we're disengaged with our family. We can't even give our family a half hour of margin because we're addicted to a little screen. We're constantly engaged by media, not people, and rarely are we engaged now with God. See, that's right. Our, the lack of margin in our life doesn't just affect our relationships with our, with our friends and our family. It also affects our relationship with our Savior. It's a, what's the number one? What do you think the number one reason that people don't come to church on a Sunday morning? They're too busy. They're too busy. Or they did something on Saturday night that caused them to want to sleep in on Sunday morning. We're in this time where, man, we really love for COVID to be over. We're, we're, at least we're gathered back here in, uh, in church. But after the shutdown of COVID, every church in America saw a decrease in attendance. Why? When you ask families why they haven't come back to church, why they haven't returned to church, the number one reason was, well, we just got out of the habit. 
In other words, they filled that church time with something else. That's a lack of margin. The unimportant things in life have now crowded out the important things. And now if I go to somebody and I ask them, hey, how is your relationship with God? You know what I most likely to be told is? Well, it used to be better. And, you know, I could do better. I used to spend time in the Word. I used to spend time studying the Bible, but I just got too busy. I just got too busy. Folks, we become so busy that we're too busy for people and we're too busy for God. And we've gotten to the point that we think this is supposed to be normal. That's not normal. We say, well, I plan on slowing down and, and I, uh, after a while I'll be able to afford to slow down, but will you? Do we? Why is it that we say that money doesn't make us happy, yet so many of us fight and scrape to get more of it all the time? Why is it that we don't radically cut back our schedules so that we can spend time with our children or our grandchildren? Why do we make ourselves sick? You know what? I wonder if the answer, I wonder if the problem is actually a trust issue. See, we fill up our schedule because we don't trust that God would make our life fulfilling enough with all, without all these things to do. We, we spend hour after hour working on uh, that, working so that we can afford all of these creature comforts, all of these things that we got to have because we don't trust God enough to satisfy us with less. See, the bottom line is, I think we've lost the faith to really believe that God still sits on the throne and that he handles the details of my life and, and his way of leading my life is a whole lot better than any idea I ever had. Because we think that we can do a better job of, than God in fulfilling our life. In other words, uh, we're filling our, our lives with things that don't matter. It's called, adult, it's called idolatry, idolatry. Write this down. We have elevated the good things in life to become the supreme things. We're allowing things, we're allowing events, we're allowing schedules, we're allowing money to steal us away from the greatest relationship that you and I were ever meant to have, and that's the relationship with our Savior, Jesus Christ. We have, have you heard this, FOMO. You know what that is? It's a fear of missing out. It's a fear of missing out. And we think our lives need to be packed with all this stuff and packed with all these things because so-and-so has that. And they had this really neat vacation and they seem happy, so maybe I need that. And we think that our lives are less full and, and less meaningful if we don't have everything, if we don't have every single toy, if we don't participate in every single experience and every single opportunity. We have FOMO, the fear of missing out. I want FOMO, but I want that to be about God. 
I want the fear of missing out to apply to church. My mother-in-law used to tell us, well, today is a great day to go to church because you don't want to miss what God's going to do. And so I wanted to come to church. I wanted to because I had the fear of missing out. This could be the day that something amazing happens. What is God going to do when he brings all of his children together? This is going to be amazing what's going to happen. So this month we're going to take a good look at our lives. And I hope that we can have this come to Jesus meeting with one another. And I hope that we have a time to rearrange things so that the supreme things remain supreme and they're no longer crowded out by all the good and so we're going to talk about scheduling margin because most of us don't have time and you're going to say oh pastor I just don't have time to do that no you have exactly the amount of time to do what you choose to do we're going to look at our financial lives. We, have we allowed ourselves enough financial margin to, dis, to lower our stress because of money? We're going to look at our moral margins because there's too many people living their life with no margin between them and temptation to sin. And do you know why? This series is exactly what we need in the beginning of 2023. Because Jesus said this in Matthew 11. Matthew 11, verse 28 and 29. Jesus said, come to me. Come to me. All you who are weary and burdened. I don't mean this as an insult this morning. Because I'm right here with you. But what I see this morning is a whole lot of weary and burdened people. And if I could stare through that camera to see you today at home, I see it there too. So I'm talking to you stressed out and overwhelmed. I'm saying, let's do this. Let's do this together. Let's get control over our lives so that we have some margin I'm talking to the parents here this morning. Can we rearrange our priorities so God is first and our family is living a fulfilling and meaningful life? Because Jesus says, come to me, mom, you who has no time for herself. Come to me, teenager, who is on mental overload all the time. Come to me. Dad, who worries if you're doing enough. Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened. And Jesus says, I will give you what? Rest. He'll give us rest. I see a lot of people here that need rest. If we could just rest. So let's discover what that is like resting in Jesus. Psalm 46 verse 10 says this, be still and know that I am God. And so I'm going to be asking you this month to be still. To be still. 
This may seem like counter, counterproductive. I'm telling you to, uh, to be still, but now I'm going to ask you to do some things and add to your schedule. You'll understand why. Starting next week, January 15th, every Sunday night in January, we're asking you to make some margin for God. Come here to the church, not to meet with friends, not to drop off your kids in kid zone, not to come here and serve, but just to come here and pray. January 15th, January 22nd, January 29th, those Sunday nights, we're going to have the church open between 6 and 8 p.m. And all we're asking you to do is come and spend some time in prayer. We'll give you some directions. We'll give you some help if you need help filling that time. Spend 15 minutes here. Spend the whole two hours here. Come once. Come all three weeks. Just make some margin for God. Plan on making some margin so that you and God can have some time to spend with one another. And then another thing that's starting next week, next Sunday. Because it's our desire to get to know everybody, it's our, it's our core values, known, valued, and purpose. For anyone that is new, relatively new here, starting next week, we're going to have this short time with uh, Pastor Callie after both services called PFN 101. And Pastor Callie, every other week, is going to have a short introduction to PFN. And, and to tell all of our visitors, to tell anybody here that is relatively new who, we're, who we are, what we're about, and, and why this church is so amazing. And so maybe you started attending here at PFN, I, let's, let's go two years ago. Plan on attending that PFN 101 class. In fact, I don't care if you've been here 40 years, 50 years, 60 years. If you want to learn more about your church, come to PFN 101. Every other week for about 15 minutes after the service, we're going to just have a class just to get to know each other. And you'll learn more about that next week. Would you bow your heads with me as we pray this week about what margin might look like in our lives? Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for today. Lord, I thank you for all of my friends that are here, those that are watching online today. Lord, I realize that we are so ingrained into our busy lives that creating margin today brings stress. I get it. We think we don't have enough time to cut something out. But Lord, I pray that through these next three weeks that, that we, you would transform our minds in, in a way that we would see that spending time with you, spending time with our families, spending time disengaged from media or our cell phone or the distractions of this world actually blesses us. Lord, I pray for, for margin I pray, Lord, for, for that mom that is so stressed out, especially those single moms that are just so stressed out. And how, are, how am I making things 
meet every single week and working and the kids and all the needs. And at the end of the day, you're exhausted and there's no time left. Pray for our moms. Thank you, moms, for taking care of, of your families. But, Lord, I pray that in these next few weeks, you would show them how to create some margin for you and themselves. Lord, I pray for the dads. I pray, Lord, for that working man that is spending his, his days at, at work and is stressed out at a job and doesn't really even like it but needs to go because he has to to provide for his family. And then he gets home and still thinks about work. Lord, I pray for that dad that you would show him and give him some places for margin for him and you. Lord, I pray for our teenagers. Lord, I pray for all of our students in in refuge that in this three weeks that, that you would help them to discover what's most important. And Lord, uh, carve out some time in their life so they can turn off their mind for just a little bit. To not be engaged with, with all the things that the world tells us to be engaged with. But Lord, could this be a time? Could this be a month where they engage with you? But to do that, Lord, we're going to have to carve out some margin. Lord, I pray for those that are financially stressed, especially after the holidays. How in the world are we going to pay for that MasterCard bill? How in the world is that Amarin bill going to get paid? Lord, would, would you use these moments to, to help us with that financial margin so that money doesn't have to be stressful? And Lord, I pray for anyone here that needs to set up some margin in between themselves and what they're tempted to do. Lord, would you help us to avoid sin because we set up a margin between us and it. Lord, would you use these three weeks to to get your church back to being the church. Get your church back, Lord, to, to keeping what is supreme supreme. We thank you for the good stuff, but Lord, forgive us for making that stuff supreme. You're supreme, only you. And so Lord, I, I expect wonderful and amazing things of what you're going to do. And Lord, may we leave today with a sense of excitement about what you're going to do, not just a, a sense of being stressed because of what you might be asking us. Lord, at the end of this month, could we look back and see how our lives have been rearranged to the life that you designed for us, the life that you want for us, a life with some margin. Lord, do your work here at PFN. Do what you need to do. And we will give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor. We love you, Jesus, and we thank you for doing it. And it's in your name that we pray. Amen. I'm looking forward to 2023 with you. 2022 is gone. It's done. We have this year. Let's get our priorities right.
Let's make God supreme. Let's carve out some margin. I love you guys. You're dismissed.